What did you eat for breakfast? <laughs> I didn't eat anything for breakfast. That's a fairly common answer, actually. <laughs> you are listening to the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Business. Business. Welcome to episode 15 of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. This episode, I'm talking with Jade Alex, a photographer based in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that also performs as a vocalist. I met up with Jade at a recent Creatures and Chemicals gig to find out what got her into photography and what she thinks about the local scene, among other subjects. Find the show notes for this episode at musiconyourownterms.com. Um, don't forget to visit me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash music on your own terms and say hello on instagram at metal doggy that's m-e-t-a-l-d-o-g-g-i-e and i'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review on itunes which will really get the message out about the podcast so people can find me welcome to the uh, music on your own terms podcast standing outside of uh, killer's tacos in denton in texas um and i'm uh I'm with a young photographer I met at a recent um, Rivers of Nihil gig. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself and um, tell us what you do in, in the music industry? Okay, um, my name is Jade Alex and I am a, I'm mainly a photographer and videographer. Um, I primarily do music and concerts, live shows, um, but I do also do portraits and weddings and stuff, but it is mostly music. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is what I do. Excellent. <laughs> and you're also in a band yourself? Uh, yes, we were formerly known as Coma, mm -hmm. but now we are Deathbed and we are in the works of things can't really say much about it mm -hmm. but just know that things are coming <laughs> cool. and you uh you sing i yes i do vocals okay very good all right so how how did you get into music in the first place um i i, I grew up around like pop music mm -hmm. and so this is a very surprising turn and I, around middle school or so, I started listening to like more metal music and I, I don't know, I just kind of remembering there were a bunch of males and mm -hmm. I was like, where's all the females? And I finally found one band and I, I don't know, I just kind of went for it and you know, it sounds bad at first, mm -hmm. but just keep going. 
And that's kind of how I got into like vocals and being a front woman. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So um, being able to play music and and what what does it mean to you? Um, It's definitely an outlet. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an outlet for rage. Mm -hmm. And it's a healthy outlet for rage. And I, I think that's mostly what I get out of it and being able to kind of express my emotions and through lyrics and and just also other people's reactions and the same goes for my photography it's mm-hmm. it, I love seeing people's reactions and it's it's just funny to see their reactions of seeing me like a five four small person mm-hmm. and that's just like I produce that sound and it's just, it's kind of funny to see the reactions cool. <laughs> so um I just wanted to touch on your photography a little bit how did you get into um well let's see how did you get into doing the concerts like what what's the process of being able to like be allowed to do that um well, I've always really liked being... I, I grew up going to concerts and shows, and I, I, I liked being very close to the artist, and I just liked that intimacy, because you could see everything in their face, and it's just, like, a great moment to capture. Mm-hmm. And I shot my first um, show around 2016 and that kind of like changed everything for me and I just kept going and going and getting better and getting better mm-hmm. until a year or so ago I got picked up for a publication and now nice. I'm able to shoot bigger shows and not you just have the local credentials shows to, to get right. into the venues and stuff yeah that's cool so is this your primary business? Yes. Excellent. Um, and how many uh, how many shows do you go to a, like a month? Let's uh, say. Um, it could be anywhere from ten to about fifteen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Am I on tour? I'm going to right. a bunch of shows, <laughs> but Absolutely. I mean, it could range. It's. Um, Shows are really picking up, especially now that it's summer. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna have a lot of a lot of shows to go to. That's cool. Um, yeah, I've done some photography myself. I wouldn't say I'm anywhere professional level, but um, how much time do you end up, you know, doing in editing? Um, it usually takes me a ton of time. So. <laughs> For example, um, that Rivers of Nile show. I ended up taking about a thousand photos and I stayed up um, I stayed up about five or six hours editing half of them. Sounds about right. (laughs) So it it can take a minute especially if you're working with tricky lighting and have to do a bunch of stuff to it. Right. That's cool. yeah. So, what what do you um, what do you see as your your business goals, you know, long term? Um, I I want to make it my main 
source of income and I want to do it full time. Mm -hmm. And I definitely would love to tour full time. And that's kind of where I see myself going in the future. What what do you think was the catalyst to you know to to give you the push to say I can I can do this as a profession rather than just as a, a hobby? Cuz like your I feel I feel kind of like your generation has a lot more uh, tools in terms of the internet and you yeah. know every all the information's out there was my generation because I'm you know I'm so old now we, we the, the <laughs> internet was you know in its infancy and you didn't have all this information but you also didn't have like I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur was until my 30s like now you have it in in college you have actual entrepreneur classes so what like what what gave you the push to, to pursue it as a profession um I've, I've never been the type to, like, work a, a tra- traditional job. Sure. I've always freelanced and, um, you know, did creative outlets mm-hmm. to earn my money. And I see myself doing that for a while. Um, but I think the moment of that was like when I got like my first paid shoot I remember it was um, some homecoming photos I believe and their original photographer canceled and he recommended me and I think that was kind of the moment where I was like okay I can if I can make money doing something that I love to do then I mean I just why not absolutely so, uh, for, for your band, how often do you play shows? Um, are you kind of in between stuff right now? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. We are. We had to scrap all of our old songs, and we have to write mm-hmm. a bunch. Right. And we're still looking for like one or two members. Okay. So. <laughs> um, so we don't have everything going yet, but when we did, we'd play about one or two a month. Okay. And what, what, what do you find um, a lot of the, uh, the problems in the scene in this area are to kind of overcome? Or um, like what are the, ch- not so much problems, but the challenges in getting a band going, I'd say, and getting out there? Well, for one, there's... I don't know many drummers. There's, it's hard to find drummers. (laughs) It's hard to find drummers, but um, it's also hard to find one person, let alone four or five other people that are on the same page as you and want the same thing as you. And like, for me, once I have like a vision in mind, there's no going back, there's no changing it. So I have to find people that are exactly on the same page as me. And I think that's really hard to find. Yes. I mean, you, you do, I mean, having said that the uh, Dallas-Fort Atworth area has like 9 million people. You th- <laughs> you'd think it wasn't yeah. that difficult, but it, it kind of is. Um, so what, what would you? What's your uh, broad comment on the uh, the Dallas Fort Worth scene of uh, let's say for heavier music? Um. Do you think it has a, a big 
you know, quite a lot of vibrancy to it and, and uh, you know, eclect eclecticity, maybe that's not a word, but... I uh, think in certain scenes, yes. Okay. Um, there's... I'm not getting into a bunch of stuff, so mm. I have to choose my words carefully, but there are scenes that could be better. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, as a, as a younger person, um, what, do you, what do you think about streaming and social media and how that plays a part in music? Um, I, I think it plays a really, a really big part. Um, especially social media, although it can be a very toxic uh, environment Absolutely. a lot of times. And I have like witnessed that firsthand, and it's not fun. But it plays a very important role in your art mm -hmm. and getting it out there and getting clientele and just get just getting your name out there and I wish I could delete social media but I kind of need it mm -hmm. it's a necessary yeah. um but as far as like from your generation what what's your opinion on CDs or a physical format oh I love CDs I have a huge CD collection and I think I, I hope they keep making CDs. I, I really, I like CDs. I know a bunch of people that like CDs and like vinyls. Yeah, I mean, when, when I was in my teens and early 20s, I'd spend a ton of money, but I didn't have the option of, uh, it, I mean, think there was starting to get downloads from the file sharing sites, but there really wasn't anywhere near what it started to get into with like the Napsters and, and things like that. Um, but I, I don't know, I kind of like having Spotify and being able to oh, access yeah. everything out there. Yeah. Because um, let's face it, if you have a CD at a show and that one person buys it, you've got that income one time. Whereas if they keep streaming it, you've got, you know, potentially yeah. unlimited. Yeah, the, 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 the revenue has, has to come, come a long way. Um, but I think the other important thing to note is you know if, if you just have a physical format you know a person in you know Europe can't is never gonna find you but if you have it on Spotify then it's out there for anyone in the world to find yeah I think on more of like the memorabilia side the CD's good because yeah. you know that Spotify um, that Spotify album is always gonna be there but they will stop making physical copies so they're they're fun to have. Mm -hmm. So I mean I'm on both sides. I I do both. <laughs> I'd say what what's your um, favorite release in terms of like the packaging and, and the product that you've seen from a band that you like? Um, a band? Right. Any artist that's let's I got put an out, artist. Put out something that you thought was really interesting that wasn't just like a plastic box. Okay. Um. It was just a plast or a plastic CD, but um, the way that uh, Melanie Martinez produced her first studio album was 
the inside of it was actually a storybook. Okay. And I thought that was a really neat concept, and it followed all the tracks in the album, and all the tracks kind of had their own story mm -hmm. and illustration. It was like um, a children's book almost. Okay. And I thought that, and like her whole aesthetic is children stuff, so it Ooh. fit with her overall look. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you just have to. You know, if, if you want to sell a seed, a physical media, you have to have something a little extra to to really pull someone in because, you know, obviously the storybook you can't get on Spotify. You could yeah. probably re re release like a PDF for you know, yeah. premium members or something like that, but, you know, it's really difficult to do if it's just streaming on Spotify. Um, so are there any, um, you know, setbacks that you've had to overcome that you've, you know, learned something from? Yes. Um, not everyone is going to keep their word. Not everyone, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to like your work. Um, and people are going to tell you no. And it may be for really wrong reasons, but it happens and it's gonna continue to happen and it's just the way it works but setbacks I think they're more of me questioning letting other things get to me that shouldn't so just don't let negativity get to you too bad mm -hmm. Because it sucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, it reminds me of a, a very good book. Um, um, Blair Singer. Um, uh, Little Voice Mastery. Um, it's a really good, a really good book about you know that little voice that tells you no. You really go overcoming, you know, your, your self doubt basically. It's right. An excellent book. Um, so cool. Are there any? Um, you said that you don't actually have anything recorded currently with your band, but are there any other bands you'd like to hear a song on the podcast that you'd like to give a shout out to? Oh, we can put on like my favorite band that I love and I love to shoot and they're all very nice. Spite. Okay. And what song would you like to play? Hmm. As long as I can get permission to play it. They have a new song called The Root of All Evil, so let's promote it. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Will do. So that's spite and root of all evil. Yes. Excellent. If you want to give uh, people where where they can find you for your photography and for your band. Okay. Um. For my photos, um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jade Alex Photo, and that is also my email. But it is at Gmail. And if you want to set up something, message me on any of those platforms. And I am also Jade Alex Photo on Facebook. As for my band, we do have an Instagram. There's nothing up, but there will be soon. It is Deathbed Texas. And it is also Deathbed TX, I think, on Twitter, something. Twitter's kind of irrelevant. It's fine. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can find everything. Cool. Well, thank you for taking the thank time. Thank you. For a good interview. <laughs> thank you um, for having me. Thank you. As always, thanks for listening. Keep crushing it and be excellent to each other. Here is Spite 
with the root of all evil.